So, uh, I was wondering if I could get the ox. The Oximus. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another very special episode of Pass the Ox. What's happening, gang members? Uh, nothing much. Not much? I don't think I've heard that intro before. Yeah, I made that intro uh, for the Migos episode after Takeoff died. Okay. So I uh, I used my favorite Migos song. I used the beat. Yeah. Um, but oh, the intro is just great. Yeah. It's just a really good intro now. I like it. But uh, I'm your host, Gavin the Chef Cook. I'm Callie Cole. I'm Brendan Magnuson. Yep. And we got some stuff to talk about today. But first, you know, same as every episode, mm-hmm. what have you been listening to other than what we're going to talk about today, obviously? Um, what have you been listening to? And just pretty much stuff like that. A little check-in. Yeah. A little music mental health check. Yeah. So because of the you know uh, new Paramore drop, I've been listening to a lot of Paramore as evidenced by my performance of Still Into You at last night's karaoke. <laughs> banger, no banger. Um, Killed it. Crushed it. I know. Oh. Uh, for my very special lover, Gabe the Hash Brown. <laughs> yeah, he loved it too. Uh, it, they actually got engaged post-performance. I, I know. And then he cheated on me with Kobe. I heard about it. And if you want to go see the video of Brendan singing, you can check us out on Instagram at WCISFM. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some of that. Yeah, <laughs> I needed that. Um, what about you, Callie? What have you been listening to? I've actually been listening to... I feel like such a hypocrite. Some ex. Because I've been going and working out in the mornings with Kobe, Gabe, and Hannah, who all work here. And... How does that make you feel like a hypocrite? Because I... Used to talk about how much I hated him for so oh, long. I forgot about that. Yeah. I remember. I think that I've now. gone on tangents about it, but yeah. some of the music, I'm like, oh, okay. Callie's thing has always different. been like she loves Ski Master Slump God. I love. I have been listening to a bunch of X for so long. I yeah. We're not hated, but like just I just did not like refuse him. to listen to him. I love Ski Mask. I've been listening to uh, a bunch of his other album too, the Sin City, the mixtape. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to more of that again too. Mm-hmm. It's just good music in the morning. Yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, I've been listening to a lot of similar stuff. Um, oh. I went and I've been re-listening to a lot of Ski's like old SoundCloud stuff. Okay. Because I put it, I moved it all to my Apple Music forever ago. Your SoundCloud. His yeah, you oh. can. Uh, through iTunes, you can download stuff and just put it into your uh, iTunes, oh, and it'll yeah. show up on your phone. Mm-hmm. So I've just been—I forgot I had all that, mm-hmm. and I went in—I went in and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So I like—I went and listened to like slaps for my drop top minivan stuff like that. Um, and then with the trial going on, I missed X a lot too, um, and especially after watching the Look at Me documentary when mm-hmm. it came out, um, I've been listening to X also, but uh, mainly. I've been listening to uh, the new Pink Panthers and Ice Spice song, uh, The Boys a Liar Part 2. Banger. Um, I went and re-listened to uh, Kenny Beats Louie that just came out earlier last year, too, um, because he just did a Tiny Desk performance, Mm -hmm. and it was really good. Um, I highly recommend checking that out if you like the Tiny Desk performances, Mm -hmm. um, because I think Kenny might have a top five one. Like, it was really good. Okay. Um, And then short of that, like, I listened to these two albums, and... uh, Suicide Boys dropped a new single, but short of that, nothing too crazy. A a lot of going back and listening to older stuff. Yeah. So we want to go ahead and kick it off with our first album? Yeah. We're going to be talking about Sam Smith's new album, Gloria. Absolutely. And so um, you want to start us off? Uh, I can start with some background. Uh, This album came out January 27th, so we didn't talk about it immediately because we did our Grammys episode. It was 13 songs. 
with a total of 33 minutes, and it's his fourth album. So, yeah. Banger. Yeah, so are we wanting to... Yeah, it's been three years since his last album. I didn't actually listen to a lot of his last album. Like, the um, 2020 Love Goes. I don't know if that... Oh, yeah. I just don't ever remember that one blowing up at all. Yeah, Um. so... I remember some singles from it, like mm-hmm. uh, Diamond specifically was mm-hmm. a really popular one, and uh, Promises, okay. because Calvin Harris made yeah. it with him, um, but I was hesitant going into this, cause, yeah. because I didn't like the last one that much, mm-hmm. um, but I'm glad we did it, mm-hmm. because all my hesitation just disappeared once mm-hmm. I started the album. Yeah. Um, like the first track, Love Me More, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I went into it, and I was like, wow. This is great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the I, overall, I like the whole album. Um, we can dig deeper as we go. But yeah. just, like, initial thoughts, like, I was hesitant. Yeah. And then, like, I really liked it. I, I was also hesitant, but I did like it. Uh, I don't know. When I think... I think I was kind of excited for it because I liked Unholy. Like, I know it was blown up on TikTok and everything. I actually did like it because it felt... We talked about this. It was more of, like, that in your face pop 2012 sam smith type scott or type style mm-hmm. um or not 2012 2014 whatever you want to say but that era but yeah anything yeah. from you uh, well uh i hadn't really heard that much of sam smith beforehand uh, it's just never really been like my type of thing you know mm-hmm. back in that when he was like getting really popular i was listening to like old rock music from the 90s because okay. I'm, I'm kind of a loser but no you're great i know i love you I love but you. uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed it. Obviously, Unholy, we played that at the station a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. That was really popular. Um, I heard that. And uh, my standout track has got to be Lose You. That that one just hit me. Like, just yeah. hit different. Alrighty. So do we want to go through this, like, song for song? Yeah, or we how can do, do that. Do this? Alrighty. Yeah. So you want to start with thoughts on Love Me More? Uh, yeah. Um, not at all, like... Like I said, not at all what I really expected because I was hesitant. Mm-hmm. Um, and the message alone is just great. You know, like that's another thing with um, this whole album, let alone this one song, is it's very relatable. And even if there's songs that you don't specifically relate to, you really feel him. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. I think that was part of it with this whole album. Yeah. And so um, this song specifically, like, I feel it, like, um, specifically when he's, like, maybe I'm learning how to love me more. And mm-hmm. it was it was just really good. And I just love – I love how he can carry a song and keep just, like, the same energy throughout without ever coming off too extra in some parts or too monotone or not putting, like, all of this heart into it. Mm-hmm. Because you can tell with each song on this project that Sam really – cares for each individual song and each individual part of each song Mm -hmm. and really pushes his voice for it yeah and so this was a great like start to the album Mm -hmm. and uh i really enjoyed this track yeah i thought it i thought it was pretty good personally a little too slow for like my everyday listen or whatever it fit into some soundtracks fun fact about this song so i i read he wrote a little bit of something for every single song on this album and in an interview with Apple Music, or he did something special because there's a special Apple Music album that came out with it. I don't mm-hmm. really know what was different about that. Um, it has uh, six live tracks. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. 
Okay, okay. Or seven live tracks, my bad. Okay, so he actually wrote that this was a song he wrote for the fans and everything else he wrote on this album was just for him. Mm -hmm. And he said he wrote this one because he was giving it, um, it was his last opportunity he was giving fans to come with him to the, ne- or come with them to the next stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I really like that because mm-hmm. uh, I saw that too and I was confused. Uh, I was like, what makes this different? And then I was like scrolling through and I finally like realized, oh, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah. What I, I really like about this song is just like, there's a really cool rhyme scheme that just fakes me out literally every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the every day I'm trying not to hate myself and you're, you know, expecting him to rhyme, you know, with myself. Yeah. Then he hits it into the rest of the chorus and... Uh, I, it caught me by surprise at every time, but it's not like in a bad way. It's not yeah. like it was poorly designed. It was mm-hmm. just like intriguing to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. So then, no god. Um. I don't know. I don't know how I felt about this song. It was all right. Like it. Another like attention grabber. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I did none of this like really like stuck or like hit me the same way. I guess. Yeah. Um. I loved this song. This okay. song was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, reading like the little back thing he wrote on it, it was. It's weird because like I don't personally like relate to it because I've never been in a situation where I have to look at you know my partner and be like, "You're you're not God. You don't get to dictate every single thing." But like mm-hmm. you know, I've seen people in relationships like that, and like I and like I relate to that because like I've seen friends do that. I've had. Um, I've had family members being in situations like that. And so, like, it really hit. And then, like, hearing Sam's, like, not even pain. It's almost, like, just a really large amount of disappointment. It's not like he's hurting, but he's just, like, come on. You were supposed to be better. Yeah, well, he was talking about this. It's not even the disagreeing or something. Well, it is partially saying don't behave like you're God because you're not perfect. Yeah. Um, But the main reason for all this was because he was saying that a lot of people were allowing drastic political opinions to get in the way for caring one another, like for mm-hmm. each other, which I thought was insane. And personally, no, I do get that. I've definitely had people be like, Oh, you, like not want to be friends over political opinions, especially during the 2016 election, which I thought is just so intense for no reason. Oh yeah. Cause I, I don't understand why people can't agree to disagree. That's why we vote. But I, so I guess, yeah, that was a good one. I proved that message as a political <laughs> science major. As the political science major. Good. Any thoughts from that guy then? Uh, I, I agree with what Gavin said. It, uh, I can't personally like relate to the song just because I've never been in a situation, but uh, it's definitely very heartfelt, and you can feel what he was feeling throughout the song. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the message alone, like it's almost like a cautionary tale for those who aren't going through something like that. Mm-hmm. And so like the message alone is like, man, I hope that never happens to me. And so um, I thought it was really good, and um, I'm glad uh, that this song goes into, like, the next few tracks because they all seem to go really well together. Um, Specifically, uh, the next track we're going to talk about, Hurting Interlude, Mm -hmm. uh, that one goes perfectly into Lose You. And um, sorry, uh, I was thinking. Um, But, like, Hurting Interlude alone, like, you know, it's nothing crazy going on. You know, an interlude is a very good, like, not even a filler, but it's a very good way to keep an album structured and give just that little piece of whether it's story or production or vocals that you really want to keep the album flowing. 
Um, cause some of my favorite songs on certain albums have been like an interlude of some sort. And, um, this one was really well put. And, uh, I like the backstory about it too. Um, about Sam writing about, um, a friend of his who's a lesbian who had her first relationship with a woman and talking about how the first heartbreak as a queer person can be intense because of the situations they put themselves in and like how hard they love. And, um, he was talking about, or sorry, it wasn't Sam's. It was the, it was a news anchor in an article that he found. And it was about the first ever gay pride in New York. And, um, I think like the little quote that he uses for the thing, like it really does hit and it blends perfectly for lose you. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's all it's basically, Mm -hmm. I can say about this is a good interlude. Um, it was used, it was taken from the first ever gay pride parade in New York. That's, the only other yeah. fun fact I have to add to that. Pretty cool. I agree. Crazy. I crazy. like interludes on So on lose albums. you. Why don't we let you kick this off? Because it was your favorite one. All right. So uh, just like I feel like this song really conveyed like the heartbreak of uh, just knowing like when you're in a downswing in a relationship, you know, things are like going going bad because i mean we've probably all been in like a relationship where like we could tell like the signs it was coming to an end yeah and Mm -hmm. it was it's it's pretty rough and i feel like the song does a really good job of just conveying that feeling and i was listening to it like on the way back home yesterday i was like dang yeah that's rough because it doesn't give a it doesn't give that like desperation feeling with um because you know typically when someone makes a song and it's like i'm begging you don't leave me it's like well and like most of those songs are like admitting that it's like desperate that's what they were talking about though when they wrote the description about it they said it's like drama 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 uh they actually said it was german gay club vibes which i thought was such an interesting Mm -hmm. thing i've never heard of that i wouldn't know if that's a vibe i don't know much about that um but they said that they were liked thinking about making a sad pop song again and that's what they Mm -hmm. were more trying to do with this again yeah i mean i i think it works uh i wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the more popular songs off of the album i did like this one a lot this would be in my top Mm -hmm. of this album yes i agree obviously (laughs) obviously um the next track perfect with uh jesse reyes um i love jesse reyes me Um, too she is a very bright up-and-comer into the music industry um, her first couple of projects are like very R and B heavy, mm-hmm. and she makes very good music, especially when she collabs with Black. Mm-hmm. Um, but this song alone, like, was really good too. And um, this one really hits for me too, personally, because like, you know, that's that's one of the biggest things about becoming an adult is like when you have to like really ground yourself and humble yourself in certain situations. So like, I completely get the whole like, I'm not perfect, but I'm working on it. I'm not perfect, but I'm worth it and all that. Like I go up, I go down all the way around. I'm not perfect. And, um, I really like how they really like flow together with this song. Like you can tell when artists don't work in the same studio on a song, but this one, it sounds like they're in the same booth almost Mm -hmm. like that's how close and tight knit they sound together. Well, They wrote that they recorded a lot of this music in like Jamaica, like, they flew all around the world and did it in different parts. And I just thought that was so interesting. And he, or they wanted to pull a lot of that feeling into the music. Oh yeah. You can, 
You can this... feel different influences throughout this whole album, let alone like the let alone like the energy he's trying to give. You can feel influences from different things too. Like in Lose You, you can feel the whole like uh, sad dance hall vibe that was super popular in like the early 90s, mm-hmm. like that he talks about. Because um, like in the description it says, uh, I can dedicate a, each, a song from this album to each one of my favorite pop divas. And that one being dedicated to George Michael is like the epitome of like sad pop music. I didn't music. actually know that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I thought it was a really beautiful song, like especially for like a bad day. Mm-hmm. That was like the vibe I got from it. Hot in a hot mess, feeling yourself in an imperfect way. Mm-hmm. That's how they described it. Oh yeah, like hearing this, like uh, when it was rainy in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, waking up when I listened to this album. Cold vibes. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, I hadn't really heard of Jesse Reyes before this, but uh, definitely a fan now. I really like her voice. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. got a very. I don't even know how to explain it. Like she, she's almost a siren. You know, yeah. like she could sing anything and still pull you in. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I love Jesse. Uh, I'm really glad that he had her on this album. But Sam, no, well, Sam talked about every feature that they have on this album is someone who's impacted their like experience with everything mm-hmm. and been there and helped. Oh yeah, I knew Jesse and do everything else. I knew Jesse and Sam were friends because yeah. he was on one or two songs on her last album, mm-hmm. and so um, I'm glad I'm glad she made an appearance here. Yeah. So then Unholy, I know we probably don't have to talk about this one too much because we've all heard it a million times. If you're on TikTok at all, you've heard it a million times. Um, But this one was specifically made in Jamaica. Um, Do you know the background of this one? No. Okay. So this, I actually, when I found this out, it was, I don't know. I looked at the song a little differently. This was originally a freestyle that he just was, or that they were doing, like goofing off in the booth. Um, and they couldn't decide if they liked it or not. Um, they and Kim. And uh, they were talking about how they just wanted to tease men and stuff like that. And that's why they made it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Da, 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 da. They wanted it to be a powerful piece of music like an exorcism. Which I, oh, I just, I, I don't know. I can feel that. I cannot believe that it's like. I cannot believe it was a freestyle that then they're like, nope, we're going to do this our way, our way, or the highway. We're, Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sorry, I was reading it as you were talking, telling the story, and um, I was reading along with it. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I don't know. It doesn't feel like Jamaica. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's, I, didn't th- I didn't think this would be one of the songs that they made in Jamaica. Yeah. But, um... Uh, I'm not a fan of the song. You're not? I re- like, I think I really liked it when it first came out. And it's not even that it was overplayed. It's the more I listen in depth to it. Mm-hmm. I love the instrumental. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't know. There's just, like, certain aspects of the song that, like, I feel like are cheesy. Which I know in the little thing Sam says purposely are cheesy. Mm-hmm. And, like, purposely are, like, as a way to, like, tease people. Yeah. But, like, I, I just didn't really, like, vibe with it. Because I love Kim Petras. Mm-hmm. She's great. Mm-hmm. Um, like, watching her accept the award at the Grammys for this song was mm-hmm. amazing. You know? Yeah. Super proud. But, like, and also, it's just such a tone shift from how the yeah. whole album is. Yeah. And, like, because I know Sam said that, like, this is the most powerful so- song on the album, the most mm-hmm. powerful music he's made. But, like, I don't know. 
I like a good cohesive project. No, I, so, I agree. Like, I like cohesion, but I feel like they didn't want cohesion with this. They wanted just different songs that were impactful that meant a lot to them. I if that know. makes sense. I'd, I just think the song would have been better as a single because mm-hmm. the rest of the album fits very well together. But yeah. the story of this song still fits in because the whole reason this song completely goes into another song and the other song, this, oh my gosh, I have to figure out which song. There's one other song on this album that is completely about Unholy. It's about the same situation except he's taking Unholy as in a haha like let's tease men sort of thing and then he's like okay but on a real note somebody broke my heart and it was traumatic and that's what this is really about so mm-hmm. that's actually him trying to let off steam which is why it does completely fit the album nah. <laughs> what do you mean eh? the whole story like yeah. it fits the story the story, the story like, fits but like sound message, doesn't message okay. wise you are right but uh just instrumental wise it is pretty yeah. heavy compared to some of the other stuff i agree I mean, with that I don't, I don't hate it on the album mm. but I feel like oh, how to cry! Literally the next song. Yeah, that's I love yeah. that song. Yeah, well, that one's the same. It's supposed to be basically the same as it's all about the same situation as Unholy. Yeah, and I really liked that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, literally, I just think it's because of the tone shift. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just very like weird about when I'm listening to an album. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it it really works when you'll be listening to a very like slower or like of a ballad song Mm -hmm. and then i don't know where you just hear just a banging 808 sometimes Mm -hmm. it works in this case i don't know enjoying sam smith has always been like a good way to hear well like flowing projects and so like for something like that to just come out of nowhere Mm -hmm. it just threw me off yeah um but i really loved how to cry um the song just in general the the guitar in it it's just gorgeous no, yeah, it's a very pretty song. Uh, yeah. I don't know, Kelly. Hmm? Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty song. I thought it was it. Um, so he spoke, or they spoke on it, as in I'm laughing. Uh, Unholy is like I'm laughing, and then this one is the heart of the emotion to a very sad story, all about heartbreak. So yeah. I don't know. That's probably I, like I, why I liked this song so much. And like to me, me, I don't need Holy if this song exists, just because I like the sadder stuff. I, mean, I don't. Almost every time we do this show and I talk about stuff I've been listening to, it's, it's always like, are you okay? Yeah. And I'm I, like, yeah, I just, I like hearing people's heartbreak because it, it helps you later on if you're heartbroken. And so like, even if I'm good right now, at least I know where I can go later if something bad happens. Yeah. It's really good. To I, I mean, with. I guess, but <laughs> I don't uh, know. I love raw emotion. I, it was a good song, but this is not like, again, I don't listen to sad music like that. So it's mm-hmm. just not what I want to listen to yeah i think it works on the album but it's not something i would pop into like a playlist with a bunch of ska music oh yeah <laughs> oh are you sure <laughs> this went in my I'll, rap playlist i'll think about it <laughs> um so six shots this one is awesome okay. I, I like this song um funnily enough um if you look at the written by nami actually is a very popular writer just mm-hmm. in the music industry right now and Nami actually helped Kenny Beats with his project. Mm-hmm. And I just literally was looking up Nami before listening to this album. So, like, when I was looking at lyrics and stuff to make sure I was hearing it right, I saw that and I was like, yeah. And so uh, Nami helped write this out, this song. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like this song. I like this a lot. I didn't. It's what? the same reason, like, when we talked about uh, 
when I listened to this song and Gimme, like the next one, it I didn't like it for the same reason when we talked about Ari Lennox's album. It's just too much for me. Like, it's a little too sex heavy. It's not even vulgar. What do you mean? It, it, the whole song is supposed to be about that. That's what it's for. It's what it's about, but it's not vulgar. I just didn't care for it. But it's still, like, what he wrote it for. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. So I can't dislike <laughs> I it for like that I'm, reason? No, I'm not. I never said that. I was just saying it's not that vulgar. The Ari Lennox song was very vulgar. Well, the next... I meant for that. That applies more to the next song that we're talking about, which kind of is. It can be. Not to the same level, but that's the same vibe I got from it. it they're I'm sex heavy. Comparing. But it's, it's a lot of innuendos. I feel like I could just relate to this song a little less because, you know, I... I'm 18. I'm not a real big alcohol guy. If you, if you had to what? guess, yeah, I know. I, know. I could have sworn you came in with a six pack today. <sighs> I, it's literally right there no, under your right, chair. Right oh, good one, good one, yeah, smooth, yeah. smooth. But uh, I, I did like the beat on this one. Uh, but it's one of the ones where I, I kind of have to tune out the lyrics a little bit. So yeah, it happens. I know. You know, it's I mean, no different than like I, me being 15 listening to. Kyle and he's talking about shots and yeah. sex and Super Smash Bros. Yeah, I was sure like, man, I like Super Smash Bros, but don't know what that other thing is. I'm sure, I'll be able to empathize with it in like three years, <laughs> four to be safe. No, no, three, three. I'll be here in three. No, four to be one. safe. We're gonna save your liver, buddy. Two years. Oh and three man, months. and on to the next song, Gimme. I love this song. I hate right this off song. the bat that li- the just the gimme 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 gimme. Oh, I, I th- thought that was so annoying. I didn't I even look at the. It. I didn't even look at the features, but um, the way Jesse sings the gimme 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 what I want sounded like Rihanna at first to me, and I was like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, it's obviously not Rihanna. But I love this song. It was fun. It's. This is like something you'd see in like a Nike commercial. Someone sprinting on the side of the road or like a football player on the field just balling out. Yeah. This is a fun, just this, hype banger. Well, this one was also made in Jamaica. And Sam. You can tell this one. Yeah. <laughs> Sam actually talked about how this was probably his or their favorite song from this album. As it should be. Yeah. I but mean, I, it sounds very fun. It's, it's what do you think of it? It's one of the. I think it's the most fun song on the album, mm-hmm. uh, on an album with, you know, a lot of sad songs, a lot of heartbreak yeah. songs. I, I, I just started laughing when I heard the gimmings, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. It gave me a little giggle. I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was fun. I just, it annoyed me. The sound of it, the gimme, 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 I annoyed, tar- mm. did not like. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. I can see that. I feel like if I were, this were like a really popular song and we were playing it on the radio... All the time. Oh, no. I'd get sick of it in about, like, two days. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. That's just the vibe I got from it. All right. I messed with it. So mm-hmm. The interlude. Um, once again, you know, nothing crazy. It's a it's a very good flow into, like, how the rest of this album is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, like you had said, the whole description of this album that they gave was that it was a, a path down where they're at in life now and you know we're getting into like the the sex aspect of it you know Mm. we're getting into well we kind of just got through all the gnarly stuff but we're getting into like the more emotional side of like what happens when you're making these decisions and so it's a good 
in between from gimme to i'm not here to make friends since they're it's such a drastic change i recognized the Ru- like rupaul's voice like immediately mm-hmm. when i heard it i was like oh that's fun oh i love rupaul yeah so do i i it's thought so that was much fun. fun um yeah yeah, I also like RuPaul. I yeah. was a big fan of drag, drag race in <laughs> high school. He's done, uh, what was it? He was on a different show that I liked a lot. I think it was Skin Wars. That was on Netflix the, for a while. It's the, like a body. The tattoo one? No. Uh, Skin Wars is a body art painting show. Uh, so I was really into that for a while. It like made me buy an airbrush machine. So like whenever I see him, it's just stuff that I think about. That. I love RuPaul. Yeah. So much fun. Um, so now we're going into I'm Not Here to Make Friends. I like this song a lot. Uh, do you know one of the people that helped Calvin make it? Calvin Harris. Yeah. I know that. I don't like that you're reading that right now. I, I'm looking at the lyrics. Oh. I'm also looking at the uh, Yeah, oh, I'm not man. reading the background. I'm reading the lyrics because I look for parts that stuck out to me. Okay, okay. But um, I don't know. I guess I'm just confused now. Mm-hmm. This song has way more specific sexual endos than the other. Hmm. Put your aura into mine. I Don't be scared if you like it. I can fill you up with life. It's dirty. There's no way that it's the sex that's bothering you. It's, it was. It's the songs that just annoy you. No, I no. just didn't like that one as much. This one is just like the way things are said where this one was more about like people pleasing and like how they were so upset that they're always in the friend zone or people will fake want to go out with them because they're Sam Smith. And like, that's why. So he, like they were writing about how frustrating that was. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I still thought it was like a fun song though. Still. Oh, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun little, like, stop talking. I'm not, I'm not here for you. And then Jesse also helped him write this one. Same with Stargate. Jesse's great. I love you, Jesse. Mm -hmm. Um, next is, uh, Oh, sorry, Brendan. Well, just guys got it. You covered it. <laughs> uh, well, I was just making sure. Do you have any more comments? Uh, I agree. This was probably the most, like, sex-heavy song next to... Just, it is! Just, like, lyrically. Look at the content! Just lyrically. <laughs> Look at I the content. Like it was more sex-heavy okay. than some of the other songs. The whole that, song like, is about hooking up with strangers. Like, that's what the lyrics on, like, the surface are yeah, straight but... up saying. <laughs> it's like, I don't care but, if you don't like me tomorrow. We're doing this right now. But I didn't hate it. I... <laughs> Okay. I did. I did enjoy the song. Mm-hmm. I loved it. That's. I was just confused. Mm-hmm. But uh, next uh, is probably the saddest, or not even saddest, but like the most heavy song. Like it's the ballad of the album, mm-hmm. which is Gloria. Mm-hmm. And that is. Uh, I really like this one. Sam's just got a beautiful voice, so loved it. Their voice is beautiful, but this is not something I would ever put on and listen to like i can appreciate that this was a beautifully written song beautifully produced song but it's just not like the type of me it's very churchy that i'm in the same boat to where like i i really like it on the album and i can like acknowledge that it's like a really good song but it's just probably something that i wouldn't be listening to in my free time it's Mm -hmm. beautiful on the album though. i completely get that um you know, I completely get that because, like, you can feel the passion. In yeah, because yeah. um, I love gospel sounding music mm-hmm. that's not overly religious, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I love a good ballad like this, but it's not like it's not praise music. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I think a lot of the industry, it's either like one or the other. But I love combining 
because there's no reason to be on the fence or like on either side of the fence about it all. And so um, I love songs like that. Like um, that's why I buy the certain records I buy is because like if I'm going to put it on my record player, you know, it's a it's one of those songs at the very end of the album that makes you just want to sit there and just just yeah. bathe in the in whatever it is that's happening because like the strings were done very well in this song um the whole the whole album's produced very well mm-hmm. um, oh a hundred percent it's i mean that's one thing voice, I didn't really... the production everything all the content for this album is gorgeous yeah um we can go into the next song now which is who we love with so ed sheeran this was actually the only song that they didn't write ed sheeran gave them this song Mm-hmm. And was like, make it your own. Yeah. So Ed Sheeran does that, that stuff all the time. Yeah, but uh, Sam Smith doesn't. No, I know. Yeah. I was just saying, like, Ed Sheeran does oh, that stuff yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is surprising, though, because for the most part, like, it's either Sam and whoever's in the room with them writing the song. Mm-hmm. So, like, even though Jesse helped with some yeah. of the songs, Sam was still there for the process. Mm-hmm. So that is a little um, shocking coming from Sam Smith to be yes. like, oh, okay, I like this song. Because Sam talked about for a lot of this album, they wanted a m- more heavy like emphasis on the fact that they are a songwriter and not just like a, a singer. Not yeah. that, yeah. But I don't know. I this song's all right. Yeah. yeah, I'd say out of the entire album, this is probably my least favorite. I mean, I am really. I am uh, notably a massive Ed Sheeran hater. I'm in the same boat. Wow, um, I didn't know that from either of you. See. With me, I have the same thing with, like, Ed Sheeran that... Or it's not the same thing. It's just similar. Um, I love Ed Sheeran as a writer, but, like, his music specifically, I just... I don't really vibe with. Yeah. Nor am I, like, a huge fan. Because, like, he makes your... He makes... Like, he writes great music. Specifically, other artists have great songs that he's written. But it feels like sometimes he keeps the cheesiest music for himself, you know? Yeah. Um, like, what was the last album? Was it? It was the in the little. Is it, it that was, one? It was the, you? No. It uh, was the. Uh, it, me on Ed I don't. I don't know. It was one of the many albums that's just a math symbol. Equals. I don't, like I don't remember. Sign. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Whatever his I last like project was. Was. Yeah. Whatever his yeah, last. Yeah, it was Shape of You. Oh, it was. It's Has the, it been it's that long? Yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah. He has not dropped an album since 2017. That's another thing, or too. Or wait, no, no, no. I <laughs> take that all back. That was all so wrong. That was the biggest... I was going to say, he came out with Equal Sign Yeah, I was going right? to say, we we talked about Number 6 Collaborations Project we in 2019. We did talk about that. I because feel like we, a freshman year podcast. I know we, we at least talked about it in private, because I remember being like, see, now this is what... I was like, this is what we need from Ed Sheeran. Yeah, so Equal <laughs> came out in 2021. That's what it was. Yeah, that one Equal was didn't do garbage. as well. Garbage. I liked Divide, and I liked X. Sorry. X had, When's he doing plus? S, I hope never. Or minus. I hope he just gets a new shtick. Like, get a new plan. He's got two more albums, at least. I want him to do square root. No. <laughs> yeah, give Sister us the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> Pi. Uh, <laughs> No, but uh, no, Ed Sheeran's great uh, at writing, um, but with him, it's similar to like the whole Taylor Swift thing. Like, I can't knock that Taylor Swift is one of the best songwriters to have ever lived, mm-hmm. but hmm. she is phenomenal. No, dude. she's a great songwriter. I agree with that. I, that's a <laughs> bold opinion, especially com- I. That's bold. It's it's bold, but it's like a very like well-known thing in the industry it's like don't mess with taylor swift like it may sound poppy and fun but she'll ruin your life 
Yeah, that's true. That's but true. um, she's a great songwriter. But I just don't listen to her music specifically. I understand what you're saying. But yeah. also with her, it's more of like a personal. I don't like how she acts in real life versus her music. Mm-hmm. But with Ed Sheeran, it's just because like, Shape of You is written great. I just don't like his British voice saying "push and pull" like it's magnitude. I'm just I like, love all right, it. come on, man. I don't know what you're talking about. If you about. don't give that song to Rihanna. <laughs> nope, I love it. But um, no, but like, I don't hate Ed Sheeran just for being alive. I just don't like his music. Yeah. He's a good writer, though. <laughs> I don't hate him for breathing. Hey, but, you know, there's his some mid. there's some artists that you're just like, man, who let you have access to a computer? <laughs> who? What artists are you thinking of for that? There's so many, man. Don't even get me started right now. All right. Um, but uh, this song wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, I like Sam's part, (laughs) but uh, and it's written well. Uh, It's just, it's just Ed Sheeran. Mm -hmm. Even if Ed makes the most beautiful album of the world, it's gonna take me a while to get used to it Mm -hmm. because initially I'm just gonna be a hater. So we want to go ahead and rank it. Mm -hmm. Or what are your top songs? Top two. Let's go top two. Top two. Top two songs. Um, How to Cry and No God. Okay. Okay, Brendan. Uh, lose you and God, um, gimme how to cry. cry. Okay, okay, mine's gonna be lose you and perfect. So, yeah, crazy. And then rankings who wants to go first? Um, and actually, I want to talk about I am gonna rank this differently for once because I normally rank albums based on like what I add to playlists, like my monthly music and stuff like that, and I don't want to rank that album this way just because... She's finally going to rank an album based off sound. <laughs> I'm kidding. Mean? I'm making a joke. I'm saying instead of being like, can I put this in my workout playlist, it's going to be based off enjoyment. Okay. Um, um. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 13. Okay. Because okay. we do it out of how many songs are on the album... So there are 13 songs, or mm-hmm. I guess 11 songs, two interludes. Okay. Yeah. Brendan? Uh, I, I'm confused as to how I should rank it because I... Yeah, if you, I mean, if we want to ignore the interludes, you can. I just, I'm not going to. I'll drop a 9.5 out of 13. Okay, okay. I'll give it a 10 out of 13. Okay, okay. Like, I, I really was surprised with how much I loved this album. Mm-hmm. Like, normally whenever we do an album that I haven't heard yet, I don't add it to my library until post-listening to know if I like it or not. Um, after No God, I instantly added the whole album to my library. Interesting. Um, but it was very good. You know, I was really happy with it. Mm-hmm. We're talking nice. about adding an entire album to our library. We got to talk about our next album. Yeah, let's Ooh. talk about it. This is Why by Paramore. Crazy, it's there. So this album came out on February 10th. It's got 10 songs. It lasts 36 minutes, and it's their sixth album. Fun fact about this song, uh, this was actually a disc replay when Yumi and Tanner went. What? Oh, yeah, they have it on vinyl there already. Before it released. And afterwards, uh, I went and I got it. (gasps) I didn't know that. So I got to listen to this album a little before it release on, <gasps> you know streaming services i did not know that yeah um i yeah i was there the other day and like typically with like a record store or like a disc replay their new releases aren't stuff that's like new like last week new yeah and so i saw this is why and i was like i looked at like the calendar and i was like this album just came out like four yeah. days ago mm-hmm. <laughs> uh 
No. I'm glad you went and got it, though. I'm happy Dude, for you. I, I was super Ooh, excited. Woo. I didn't know it hadn't released before. Yeah. <laughs> Someone out there is in trouble right now because they accidentally gave the album to Disc Replay, and Disc Replay is like, yo. <laughs> what do I do? Um, but uh, let's dive in. Yeah. This is why. That's literally the first song, yeah. not just the album title. Yeah. The first track, banger. This song bangs. So um, this is actually one oh of the no. like, <laughs> this is like one of the few songs like in our top forty that I never got tired of. I, I just love Haley Williams, yeah. and I, as a Paramore fan, correct me if like I'm wrong here, but like this is a very different style that oh, Haley sure. does in that song specifically, like the whole like. Oh, I agree. Like, I she's think, flexing her vocals hard. I think this album sounds a lot... I mean, it's got a lot of similar characteristics as a whole, but the type of songs that they made is very different than their last album. Yeah, which um, I knew that was going to happen, especially after Haley went on that run of EPs and then put out, uh, what's it called, Pedals for Armor was her, pri- her solo mm-hmm. album. Um, I knew that at least she was going to be taking a shift in tone or vibe. Mm-hmm. Um and so I kind of expected something different from Paramore with this album. And um, even with the like differences of the styles that they go with, it's still very much a Paramore album throughout, you know? Yes. Um, what was your thoughts on the track? Let's pretend the song just came out, like we hadn't heard it on the album. What were your thoughts when the song first came out? Uh, this is a completely new Paramore from, mm-hmm. like, their, what, what was the last album? They had, like, 2017? Uh, yes. yes. That was uh, After Laughter. It feels like a whole new style. Like, I really dig it. They're, they're definitely having a lot of fun in this track. Oh, yeah. And uh, how the song picks up near the end just, like, yeah. scratches some itch in my brain. Yeah. It's very, it's very like, not only, like, musically pleasing, like, it's it almost gives you, like, this weird, like, comforting feeling towards the end of it. It's yeah. weird. Like, it's like something's, mi- like, your brain is like, what's happening? And, like, literally scratches that itch in your brain. So good. You, Mid. you keep Mid. shut up i just shut like up. i just thought this song was like out of all i thought the album like picked up and was great from here like i didn't hate this song by any means but this was probably one of my least favorite ones on this album which is why i was like i think that's crazy that this is the title for the album because it's not that i didn't like the song the song was fine like it just wasn't one that like grabbed me like the other ones man the cojones on her to say the word mid, mid. about paramore no low pump is mid low pump is not even mid whoa mid means bad mid it doesn't yes if people say it's mid it's like yeah it's gobstopper bad that is not what (laughs) mid means okay then we have two totally different definitions of that word because this this song was fine it was good but i don't like nothing stuck out like it wasn't one that i love or i want to go listen to all the time maybe it's just because i've heard it too many times yeah all right so like for the next song uh i really like it's the news yeah but i really like the lyrics to this song just because um this was made you know like after the pandemic you know and Mm -hmm. they're like this is to empathize with like all the you know heartbreak going on in the world all the anger you feel like doing that and it's just like bro just turn off the tv yeah, I love I loved that because when I first heard this song, I was like, "War, why so aggressive?" And then, like as the song kept going, I was like, "Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I am." Like, I purposely, you know, shut myself away from like a lot of news mm-hmm. because I, you know, I get tired of seeing sad stuff. I get tired of seeing 
two people with the same light. I get tired of seeing okay, sad stuff, so I listen di- to my sad okay, music. Okay, there's a difference between someone having a heartbreak and making a song versus me having to see a mass shooting. I guess. You That's get- fair. Are you saying that they're the same thing? <laughs> Oh, totally. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my. Okay, but no, I get tired of seeing, like, depressing, like, large amounts of people dying or, like, yeah. what, seeing a country literally burn itself to the ground. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I separate myself from a lot of, like, that news. Yeah, and so, like, this song is great. Yeah, during the pandemic, it's like uh, a couple hundred thousand people died uh, today across the world. Yeah, Every and, like, I hated that. On, couldn't leave your house. Exactly, and I hated that. And this yeah, song, like, embodies it without being, like, because, you know, nowadays, specifically in rap music, if you're a COVID bar, you're like, ah, corny, get out of here, mm-hmm. boo. Um, it does a good job of, like, portraying that without yeah. being, like, I don't know, it's weird. Dated. You, yeah. You know what this song is trying to tell you without it explicitly telling you. I exactly. loved this song. I just loved it. Yeah. For those reasons. Yeah. Um, Running Out of Time. This one's actually in my top three. Like, I loved this song. Yeah, I can't wait to see Twitter try to compare this to Running Out of Time by Tyler. I thought about that. I literally thought about that. They're not... I it's because it's the same thing they do with any song that's made with the same title as another artist. There's so many songs that have this title. Yeah, they did it with Yachty versus Tyler's song. They're about to do it with Paramore ver- Or they'll probably do Paramore versus Yachty since they're both in, like, the, the rock-esque areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the album that okay. Yachty made was, rock, like, psych- yeah, I, psychedelic I rock. But, um... They'll probably just do it because that's how Twitter works. But uh, disregarding that, I I really liked this song too. too. I um, love the refrain. I loved her scream. I loved the layering of the "I'm always running out of, out of time." Like, cause she'd yell right before that. I thought it was such a fun, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I just loved this song. Like the song was like rushed, but not like in a like not like a we need to get this done in ten minutes rushed. It was like a, it was like the song is like. Feels like you're running and there's someone behind you like pushing you as it's going. Yeah, it feels yeah. like, like you're come on, come on. Running out of time. Yeah, like it literally feels like you're being like pushed to the end of the song. And the whole I loved time. it. Loved it. It's a really cool vibe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I agree. I don't know. But keep going, keep going. You're doing great leading us. Yeah. Okay, so are we moving on to the next? Yep, one? Yep, 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 yep. So the next one is the, well, you gave me the one I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. Say coma, say coma sa. Uh, I'm not going to lie. This is probably my least favorite song <gasps> off of the album, but I don't think it's a bad song by any means. Mm-hmm. I did really enjoy the song. Uh, I love songs that uh, throw in random, like, I don't want to say nonsense words because that's very, this is very clearly like front yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I put down banger. <laughs> I liked it. Is that's that the like only word all you wrote? I wrote. I just wrote banger. Um, it feels very chaotic. Yeah, I love, but I yeah, but that's more. It's, it's, I it's like. good. I I did yeah. enjoy it. I'm yeah, not gonna say it's mid. Yeah, I think I'm in a like, not quite the same, but a similar boat. Like, it's not my least favorite song on the album, but also like it was fun and chaotic. But that's really all it was to me, and so like, I don't know. It's a it's very good. Like it's a good filler. Like this is a good song to just like have and like. Yeah put on and like whenever you're doing whatever it's a good like uh doing stuff song banger yeah it's a good yeah um no i I liked it it though uh i I like some of like the lyrics in it too because like literally the song is chaotic yet the lyrics are heard like talking about like who can afford chaos oh my gosh and like and i love that so much um no but like overall contradicting each other the vibe versus the lyrics just contradicting but like in a powerful like meant to be way yeah i like it i like it the fifth one 
Uh, big man, little dignity. This song bangs. Bang. Oh, this is another a, banger. This is a certified hood classic. I liked I mean, it. Uh, I just, it just really encapsulates like the new vibe like of the album for mm-hmm. me. Just like what they're what they're trying to go for. Like kind, I don't want to say like R and B influence, but they, they got like yeah. influence. Little. It's not like um, it's not like they're trying to make R and B songs, but. Vocally, you can tell she's yes. very influenced yeah. by it because that's a lot of her solo work was like it was labeled as pop music, but even in like Pedals for Armor, that album, she was using like R&B vocal styles, mm-hmm. and so like you can really tell that she's like taking it into like with the band. Yes. Yeah, and um, no, I get exactly what you get, and I that's why I love this song, and also um, being a simp, I am. I just wanted to pretend the whole time that she was talking to me, mm-hmm. um, specifically like when she said. Uh, like don't you yeah don't you clean up nice i was like yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes (laughs) ma'am no i really like the song yeah brendan you're this hey this is all you we got you on the spot right now like the name of the next song you first (laughs) (laughs) i'm struggling under pressure uh i i also really like this song also in my top three just another certified banger just going down the list Mm -hmm. lyrically this is probably my favorite song of the album just like i'd say lyrically this is my second favorite like i can agree with you there it's so strong i just thought like karma's gonna come for us all but it's gonna come for you first i was like tell them tell them all (laughs) i don't know i liked it oh yeah i I just love the whole vibe of this song. Yeah, yeah me I too. Love, I love the sound. I love the message she's giving. Mm-hmm. It's got such a fun start, like a fun use of sound. Mm-hmm. stuff. Like just the production on it. Love oh, it. yeah. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Any other comments on this one? Uh, no. Okay. Um, to save you from the pressure, because I feel bad now. Uh, <laughs> the next song is Figure Fig- 8. Mm-hmm. And this is my favorite song on the album. Uh, I I don't know why, but I just love it so. Well, okay, I know why because yeah. it's Paramore. Yeah. But um, this song specifically, and I mean this with the utmost respect. Mm-hmm. This song specifically, like completely retcons what I said about Panic at the Disco. What do you, you mean? You don't have to completely change because this feels like. Yeah, this, this is, feels like Paramore. This like, is the most classic Paramore song. Exactly oh, I agree. Oh, I agree. And so, like, this completely, like, just ignore everything I said about Panic of the Disco because this right here, they could make a whole album of that and I'd still love it, even mm. though I love this album yeah. because you don't have to change to be good. The industry sucks. Make what you want. Oh, no, and this, this song is gorgeous. This is definitely in my top three just oh. because, like, it gave me some of that, you know, hearing Paramore for the first time nostalgia that I had. Because, I mean, like, before what, my junior year, I probably wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, a big fan of other genres aside from what I liked listening to. And, yeah. like, Paramore was one of my first, like, more pop groups or more popular groups, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So it just, like, kind of brought that feeling it's back. First, I, it was your first, like, pop punk. Yeah. Even though they were before pop punk. It was, Paramore, has, like, had a weird timeline, you know? Yeah. But I'm with it. But I, I really liked it. It's in my top three. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm struggling now with this because I realized, so there's 10 songs on this album, and I have four of them written as top three, so I gotta, apparently I can't count to four. Math. Um, I, it's a good album. It's a, I'm, I'm struggling. Album's so good, I had five songs in my top three. 
Uh, I'm just going to have a tie for third place. I think that's what I'm going to do. But this was in my um, top four. Really? Top three. <laughs> I haven't. No, like top three. Top three. Top three. Top three. Not to spoil, <laughs> but they all say top three. Um, um, whoops. Even lyrically, like this feels like an old Paramore song. Mm-hmm. You know, because like. More fun. More for lack of, I'll say for lack of better terms, uh, the ignorant lyrics that come with like your like rebel angsty music mm-hmm. like literally just pearls before swine all oh, flowers die like i could take these lyrics and go give it to like a uk grunge band and it would sound good with them too yeah and so like i don't know i love it you know yeah. it's like them showing like we still like what we used to do but we just don't feel the need to do it yeah and that's uh, not where we're at at this point in our life anymore especially exactly. when I mean, their first album came out in 2005. It's mm-hmm. 2023. Like, so of course, I would. it would be weird if their sound did not change. Mm-hmm. Um, They're about as old as I am. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's um, now, Liar, the next track. Uh, do you want to talk about it, your opinions? Uh, I, I don't really have this gripe with a lot of songs, but it felt like a little too long. If yeah okay no i could see that because i agree I, I don't think it's a it's like the only like gripe i have with the song again another banger mm-hmm. if i had to be honest but yeah. i think they could have saved themselves a good 50 seconds without putting the extra hook chorus at the end yes mm-hmm. um which i mean it sounds good like and it's the song itself isn't even that long it just feels like it just because that extra chorus is there along with the instrumentation mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. um but other than that like i really love the message of this song yeah because like She's been very, like, alpha alpha this whole album, you know, like, badass. Mm-hmm. And then this song, like, really is, like, her humbling herself um, along with dealing with the situation at hand. Like, her saying, like, I lied to you, but I never needed to because you always knew the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, like, one of my favorite lines was the, uh, I got too good at fighting chemicals and dodging arrows <gasps> that I was Me asking for. Me too. Oh, and so, my gosh. Um, I really liked the the vibe of this song. Like the message is very clear, and like she puts enough emotion into it yet to to keep it entertaining because it's not necessarily like a super slow song, but it's slower. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't let her vocals slow it down to make it less engaging. Yeah, and so I really enjoyed that a lot too. I, mean, I I agree. I'm a simp for Haley Williams. I'd die for her. Yeah. yeah. All right, and into crave. Um, alrighty. I'm I'm gonna contradict about everything that I've said, and I loved this song. This one's in my top three. I know it's sadder. <laughs> I there's not many sad songs where I'm like, this. This no, is it. This I'm just one. laughing at the way you said like, I'm gonna contradict what I said, but uh, <laughs> this is my top three. Yeah, which top three? No, Callie? my top <laughs> my top four. That is uh, top three. But this this will be in my top three. Um. Dude, I don't know which song I would bump out of my top three. So they're all top three. Okay. Um, it's like a 3A, 3B. So top four. No, top three. 3A, <laughs> okay. 3B. But uh, no, I loved this one. Uh, this song was like she was wishing that she could go back to the glory days because she didn't realize they were the glory days. I don't know. This song just hit different. Like it put me in my feels. And I actually, this was ironically the first song I actually listened to when this album came out. Mm-hmm. Um. It was just pointed out to me, so I decided to go listen to it, and it hit. It, yeah. So I, I did really enjoy it. I I like the lyrics. It was a very pretty song yeah. too. Like with it, like, 
um i don't know it's like sad but not sad but sad at the same time i don't know it was very good um so good sorry to interrupt you no you're fine um i loved it and it made me think i should do better by you (laughs) um we're going to Thick Skull next. This song is such a banger. Thick Skull. Oh my gosh, dude. I love this song so much. I relate to this song so hard because it's literally like like the hook, epiphanies hitting you on top of the head. Thick Skull did nothing for me, huh? And like that's that's my thing. Uh, I relate to to this song way too hard. Like um, I have to keep living the same lesson over and over again Mm -hmm. because my brain just doesn't accept epiphanies apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like when she said, I'm a magnet for broken pieces, attracted to broken people. I'm like, okay, Haley, call me out. Why don't you? Do you know this is actually the first song they wrote for this album? Yeah, I read that. Which was like, I was so surprised by that, especially because they ended it that way. And then she also goes on to talk about how this is this is the last album of this era for our career as a part of the same contract I signed as a teen. And I just want to leave all the fears uh, and stuff here. I'm not taking it any further with me talking about like how people have always pushed their sound or told them how they should sound and everything else. So I thought that's a really powerful way to end an album, yeah. which mm-hmm. was insane to me. I um I really loved uh I loved that about this is uh mm-hmm. is it the song feels like a goodbye this song to something right mm-hmm. now I loved this song with this album but this is not a song I would listen to without the album that's mm-hmm. how it felt for me but I liked it mm-hmm. yeah I- I'm a sucker for uh some good call and response yeah and like just background vocalists going crazy and uh this song did Again, it just tickles something in my brain mm-hmm. that I really like. That it's just a good paramour for me. I yeah, like it. it hits it. Yeah, and like it hits close to home for me. So I'm just sitting there like, call me out, why don't you? But then also like, it's like inspiring at the same time too. You know, it's just like you know the whole. If someone else is going through what I'm going through, I feel a little bit better. Yeah. And so like that's what I loved about it. Um. So. What's our Let's do our top threes before we do our final rankings. Um, or top fours in Callie's case. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. No. Yeah, sorry yes. to disinclude you and your fourth pick. <laughs> no, it's uh, 3A and 3B. Oh, my. <laughs> you can do. You can have a top three, too, with a, a 3A and 3B. Huh? <laughs> I'll have a top ten. I get it. I get no, it. I get it. That's a good one. Oh, Give me some. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Let's let you go first, since no. you've been so excited this no, whole time. No, I, I haven't decided which one I'm narrowing <laughs> out, so you go first. Actually, don't say it at all. I'll just go edit every single time you went, this isn't my top three, <laughs> just and just it smack together. it together at the You're end. Like, that's the answer. <laughs> yes. Um, I have them bolded. It's okay. Okay. Um, my top three were, um, sorry, brain no worky, figure eight, liar, and thick skull interesting that is a banger top three yeah those are my top three well those are the ones that like hit closest to home to me um along with figure eight obviously being the one that was like "Ah, oh paramore just because it was almost nostalgic feeling Uh my my top three is a big man little dignity uh figure eight and thick school interesting okay okay so my wait that wasn't four if i had to throw another one in it would be probably be oh i thought you wanted four liar of the news Okay, okay. It's the top five, I guess. Um, mine would be... I'm doing four. Uh, 
so my actually figure eight so i think this is the first time that we've ever i mean you and me with a guest picked the same song in a top three mm-hmm. i don't think that ever like i cannot tell you how many times you and i listen to albums and we have different top threes like oh, yeah. every time so the fact that we all three have figure eight in our top three mm-hmm. shocking it's a favorite. It's a favorite. so i put <laughs> figure eight first you first running out of time and crave that's my top three. Okay. I guess if I... I can't take one of those out of my top three. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. Um, a little uh, edit. So I'm going to also add like a 3B. Oh, okay. Um, so we'll so, all do four. So the top three is um, figure eight, liar, thick skull, and then... Um, 3B. From then on, it's uh, crave the news, running out of time, say como sa. Um, my top three is just the whole album. <laughs> I got the first two, and then you squeeze all it's of them one, shared two, in the third three set. A, three B, three C. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, oh god. What 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 we what we what we what we, what we, what we ranking it? <sighs> Get a little carried away. Brain worked faster than that my was mouth a lot there. there. That's a lot of emotion there. You got to rank it out of ten. Yeah, that's that's the hardest is when an album is an even 10. Yeah. Because, like, when we have a 15-song album, I don't feel guilty about being, like, 7, right. out, seven out of 15. Right. <laughs> but, like, yeah. when it's 10, an even 10, I feel guilty even if I'm, like, 8 out of 10 because I'm, like, Paramore. Yeah. <laughs> You're up, buddy. I'm, uh, I'm, this is a lot. I'm proud of you. Just All right. I can go ahead and go first if go you're not first, ready. please. All right. <laughs> I'm actually giving this one an 8 out of 10. Ironically, I know you just jokingly said that. Just because I... I read your mind. What? I read your mind. It's actually... What's crazy is the two songs that I didn't, like, love, love, were actually This Is Why, which is just... Like, that's just... I don't know why. Like, I kept laughing. I went back and tried to re-listen to it because I'm like, really? Maybe it was just the... And I was like, no, just still don't care for it. And then Thick School, which I was in your guys' top three. Might be... Um... I'll drop a nine. Nine out of ten? Uh, I'm taking off. Fake fan. Fake fan. <laughs> Get Fake out. Because, like, I can't say it's a perfect genre-defining album, but I did really love the album. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, pretty That's much good. all of the songs made it on, like, some way, some form or another onto a playlist of mine. So mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. And Gab Dog? Ten out of ten. Ooh. I... I've always loved Paramore, mm-hmm. and uh, I wouldn't say I was disappointed with the 2017 album, but, you know, not my Paramore. Yeah. And so, like, it wasn't bad. I I still listen to music from it, mm-hmm. but um, this is an album that, like, literally, on my way home tomorrow, I will be playing it top to bottom at least twice before moving on to listen to, like, something else. Mm-hmm. Um it was a great it was a great first listen phenomenal second listen because then i could you know listen to more detail to things um i'm not gonna say it's genre defining with a 10 out of 10 score but it is everything i wanted and everything i didn't know i wanted but needed and so um i i'm really glad so when this is why i came out i really expected like a weird album because this is why it was a weird song for Paramore standards. And so I went into this expecting a weird album. And what I got was artistic vision. And I loved it. Um, you can really tell that it's not even just Haley. The whole band really puts their whole soul into certain aspects of this album. And you can tell, like, through the instrumentation, like, um, you know, 
the most minute thing done on the guitar. You can tell it's done with passion. Mm-hmm. And I I genuinely loved it. Yeah, I feel that. I really like Crazy. It. I might cry. Crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that wraps this up this week up. Yeah. Now, I will say there is a high chance, like 90% chance that there will not be an ep- there will not be a normal episode next week. There might be a fun mini one, but other than that, there will be no episode next week for Pass the Ox. We're going to take a bye week. It's crazy. Yeah, sorry. Brain no worky. I forgot that we're literally leaving at 3 a.m. Because in my head, I was like, New York's on the weekend. We got Thursday still. And I was like, no, we don't. No, nope. no, we don't, Gavin. Nope, 3 a.m. Um, Thursday morning. Yeah, we, we may do a little something, something. Yeah, maybe, something special. Uh, That's why I said mini episode. Yeah, or maybe we'll get like a like a TikTok plan together to like well, help oh, well, let you guys choose what TikToks, we do. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, yeah. This has been this. Yeah. With that being said, I've been Gavin the Chef Cook. And I've been Callie Cole. And I'm Brendan Magnuson. And we will see you guys next time on Pass.